0: Welcome to Just One Q. I'm Dr. Melissa Horn, a diversity, equity, and inclusion advocate. In this podcast, I chat with industry experts and thought leaders about the latest trends related to diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. Each episode, I ask just one question tied to current events. The goal is to leave you with the tools that you need to drive change in your own life, both personally and professionally. One of the key outcomes of the pandemic has been a shift in the discourse around the need to create more inclusive workplaces and improve feelings of belonging among workers. Employee resource groups are one way that organizations can and do tackle these issues. It might surprise you to know that employee resource groups have actually been around since the 1960s. In fact, the first ERG was started in the 1960s when Black workers at Xerox organized to discuss race-based issues in their workplace. Over the years, ERGs have gained popularity, especially in the US, and more recently, they've started to gain traction here in Canada too. A quick Google brings up a lot of information about ERGs, but if you don't have an ERG in your organization, or if you haven't been a part of one, it can be difficult to truly understand how they work, what the benefits are, and how they can be an effective entry point for pushing strategic DEI initiatives in an organization. So for today's question, I'm asking, why is an ERG a good entry point for DEI in an organization? And I'm really excited um, because today I'm joined by Stephanie uh, Trevino. and she is a co-founder of Better Belonging, which is a nonprofit focused on providing support to ERG leaders, corporations, and DEI professionals. She's an award-winning champion of equality, diversity, and inclusion. Stephanie has more than twenty years of leadership, driving and managing cultural change in male-dominated industries, including kickstarting diversity and inclusion efforts at a global Fortune 500 company. Stephanie, I'm really excited to to chat with you about this uh, topic today. So kick us off. Tell us about, for those who don't know, what is an ERG and why is it a good entry point for DEI in an organization?
1: So an ERG is an employee resource group. And I think it's a great entry point because it can mean a different thing at every company. It's a good place to start because it isn't a predetermined structure. You don't have to match what any other company has done in their ERG, it can be unique to your own organization, and it can be a grassroots effort. For example, at my company, when we started ONE, it was specifically targeted at women. And the goal was that women were having, were kind of hitting this barrier, kind of at the director level, to try to move up within the organization. And so as we formed our group, we thought about, well, what, what's important to this group of people? what's important to our company, and how do we form this group. But an ERG can be different for any situation. For example, an ERG for young professionals can be more about networking and feeling involved in your company. An ERG specifically targeted to caregivers can be focused on either parents or people taking care of elderly and it can, you know, those, those unique challenges that you face with trying to balance work with all of that hard work at home as well. And so I feel like the, the reason an ERG is a good place to start is because you can pull together a group of people that have similar challenges, similar goals within the organization about how they want to make it a better place to work. And they work together to create the environment that they want to have. I, I think it, it would be hard for a single person right? And a single employee to really make a huge change within an organization all alone. It's a little scary, mm-hmm. but the advantage of having an ERG is you form this community and you've got kind of that protective cover, I would say, mm-hmm. right? If, you, if you've got a group of 10, then, you know, it's it's this group giving feedback to the leadership of the company about these are the challenges that our group is facing. This is the challenges that, you know, women moving to a director level or, caregivers are having, or, you know, it, it just, it, it gives you cover. It's not a single person saying, this is my personal problem. You've all discussed, hey, this is, this is what we're feeling kind of universally. And it gives the leadership of a corporation a little bit more motivation to try mm-hmm. to help that group. You're not just helping one individual who happens to have a very, very specific issue. You're trying to address a broader challenge among your workforce. And so those, those are the kind of the reasons that I feel like it it's a good entry point because of that. It can be grassroots
0: and it can be very individualized. That's really interesting. So, I know that you founded are uh, your co-founder of Better Belonging, which it kind of sounds like it's a it's a resource group for folks who want to start ERGs. Can you tell me a little bit about how that came to fruition, how you saw the need and and what what Better Belonging is is all about?
1: So, Better Belonging actually started from a LinkedIn post where one of our team started a Slack channel and said, Hey guys, at this point in COVID, it was the middle of 2020 and mm-hmm. we were all struggling. And one of our co-founders said, Hey, you know, I'm going to start this Slack channel and let's all go over there and talk about the challenges that we're having. either building our ERGs, maintaining momentum during this pandemic all of the problems that we were having related to deI and how do we collaborate to make things better. And over time it grew from just a Slack channel with a few different threads to people really supporting each other. So you had ERG leaders that were willing to jump in and share their success stories, share their experiences, share a sample charter of how they started their organization. You had DEI providers that were willing to, again, give their advice, connect back to some of their maybe their trainings or things that they've seen, and people at small companies and startups that were looking to start on their DEI journey that just needed some help. And I found it to be a really great community where people were so helpful in. In solving those problems, and as you start an ERG, you tend to be, let's say, funding strapped a bit. There's mm-hmm. there's usually not a lot of dollars for the first for your first ERG or for the first DEI initiative. You usually have to gain some momentum before you can get funding. And so it's helpful to not have to reinvent the wheel every time. To be able to yep. go to this group and say, hey, give me an example, or if your management did start pushing and say, hey, I need a speaker for this type of event, you could drop into our channel and say, hey, does anybody, anybody do this? Does anybody know a great speaker that they've had before? Give me examples of a panel that you've done that was really successful. Anybody want to speak on a panel? Those kind of things. And it was just a, a good community. Now we have struggled a bit. Um, we started in 2020 when people were very excited about being online and talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And we've all got the fatigue from that. And so we've definitely slowed down in the channel. So we try we try really hard to monitor it and try to make sure everybody gets answers. And we have just some amazing DENI professionals that are either at an organization or that's their their consultants. And a lot of times we can flag them in a thread and they'll pitch in with a great answer and just just generally help out the group. And so we really appreciate that. So we just really want people, to stay involved, so that as people are farther along on their DEI journey, they can give back to people that are just starting, or they can help you out in a crisis. You know, maybe I've done this before, but I haven't. I haven't run into this problem, mm-hmm. and somebody else possibly has. It crosses industries. Um, I was oil and gas. We had a lot of people that were in tech. Okay. Different industries have different challenges, and we have a lot to learn across those industries as well that's one of the reasons that we really love it. And I've made some great friends that, you know, I've met Canadians yep. within this, so, you know, all over the world. And it's it's interesting how our challenges are, are similar and we're really able to share those resources.
0: I, I want to go like a bit into the nuts and bolts of sort of what it's like to start an ERG and, and what does success look like? What is, yeah, what does that look like? What does it look like to start an ERG for folks who are thinking like, well, maybe I want it to start an employee resource group, or even for leaders, if, if their employees come to them and say that we're thinking of doing this, what are some things that people need to think about if they're starting this journey?
1: So I think the first thing to, to work on is look at your, your existing company culture and the group that you're trying to support and really identify what your goals are. And that goes back to are you, young prof- are you a young professionals organization and people really just need to get to know others in your workplace? Can you do something as simple as community events or happy hours or things like that to solve that problem? Or is it that you need, that you want to be in a place of education, right? You wanna provide information so people understand what's going on in your community. Do you wanna be uh, an activist organization? Do you wanna push the boundaries? Um, that's always been my place, right? So I always push the boundaries in my organization and say, well, I've counted and there's not enough women in your senior leadership team and we need to make changes, but you have to take the the group of people that you have that are willing to organize it and work together and as a whole, determine what your goals and values are as you Mm -hmm. get started. Otherwise you're trying to the shotgun approach. You're trying everything without a clear goal. And we had, within my organization, we had several months of brainstorms and sticky notes and take these and boil them down to a bigger idea. And honestly, even negotiations over what our organization was going to do. Our, were we even going to have happy hours? I voted no, because that was the place I was in in my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it, it just depends on what your goal is and how to make that happen within your organization. And that's, that's from the grassroots perspective, mm-hmm. but from the um, management perspective, it's, it's finding out what level are you going to drive this from? Obviously, if your CEO is involved, then that's wonderful, but who mm-hmm. are you going to have, have run it on a day-to-day basis? Do you, do you have a de director that can manage that? Or are you going to put this on some member of your staff, right? And at what level within the organization? And those choices are going to determine how that ERG runs. For example, if you assign it to someone that's in their first 10 years of working, that there's a level of credibility. Are people going to join that organization? Are they going to get face time with the big boss, right? Versus mm-hmm. if you assign it to the person running the ERG is maybe a senior vice president, right? So it's going to determine what kind of participation you get and how that ERG grows and expands. And so all those things are considerations when making those choices and how you wanna influence your organization.
0: That's really interesting. So the, I'm just sort of just thinking here, thinking out loud here. So for folks who, what is sort of the, once you've figured out what your actual, your sort of your goal is, and, and as you mentioned, that can take some time and is, isn't itself a, a journey and a process what are some things that folks should be doing so you mentioned you know obviously seeking financial support from your organization to help fund those initiatives how can leaders sort of be enablers of this and ensure that like these resource groups get get the resources that they need so how can how can leaders like make sure that these are successes within their organizations
1: So i would say the biggest driver would be visibility and participation
0: so Mm -hmm.
1: if you have a senior executive that kicks off an ERG and then never shows up again, that's not gonna help your organization. So it's the continued interaction because no matter what your ERG is doing, if you're working on the culture of your company, then interaction at that senior level is important to everyone within the ERG and having their voices heard. And so if you open yourself up to a willingness to either mentor people that are within that ERG, offer budget, We've done activities like we had senior leaders pick a book and do a coffee book chat with a small group, like less than 10, just because then you get, you get to read that senior leader's choice of book for the month, maybe, and you get a chance to talk to them one-on-one and you've got kind of a focused discussion. Mm -hmm. And so what I really see from senior leaders is actively participating in a way that really lets you get to know the people in the ERG and not just, but the FaceTime is important as well because it does show that you're 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 vested, right? That it's not just a one and done. You don't kick this thing off and then leave mm-hmm. um, for vacation. And then again, investing investing money to fund them so that they can have speakers or events or all of that, and investing your time to be a speaker or a panelist or help organize those things all show that your senior leadership is dedicated to the group.
0: And I just thinking about this, as I mentioned, sort of thinking about your, the title or the name of your nonprofit is Better Belonging. And I think we often, we think about, well, you know, people have many different acronyms, DEI, DEIB. The B is becoming more and more important, the feelings of inclusion and belonging. And to help us wrap up this conversation, just sort of Talk to me about the importance of ERGs to creating a sense of belonging and inclusion in organizations.
1: So it's funny, when we, when we started our organization, we were, we were calling ourselves this ERG coalition and things like this, trying to figure out who are we. And the better belonging really grew out of that. This sense of, I, I don't want to just show up at work. I want to belong. I want to feel connected to the other people that work there.
0: I want to belong.
1: And I I think ERG leaders, um, if you're willing to put forth your time, it's usually personal time, it's not usually company time invested in in starting an ERG, then not only are you invested in the company and you want everyone to belong, you want yourself to belong. It's really this, you're just building the sense of community. And to me, it's it's taking your participation at work from the level of I show up, I get my stuff done. To, I really am thriving in this position. And an ERG can just help connect you to other people within the organization so that when you have those rough days or a complicated task that you don't know what to do, if within your normal sphere, you don't know who to reach out to, it gives you just another couple people to check in on it and say, oh man, this particular problem XYZ today is not happening. And I say, well, wait, wait, hold on. I may not be in your department but I've heard of this happening before and -hmm. you might find a connection that you never knew. And that's just more, more of those touch points within the organization that really make you feel connected and belonging. Or if you're having a rough day and just somebody from your ERG may be the person that just grab them and go to lunch, right? Any little thing that makes your day at work feel, feel better and gives you that energy to, to keep moving.
0: So Stephanie, if people are interested in in starting an ERG, if they're currently uh, a part of one, but are looking to connect with other folks, where can they find you?
1: So we've got a LinkedIn group called Better Belonging. And so we've got the main company page and then a private group that they can request to join. And then we've also got a Slack channel and we would love to have people join. And what we'll do is, if you're having an event and you'd like to to share that with other people, we would love to share that with the rest of our community and have them join in. If you have questions, we'd love to share those and get input and feedback. And you never know what great ideas that you can get from
0: the, the bigger community that we have. And we'll be sharing the links as well in the show notes so you can find Stephanie and the Better Belonging folks. Thank you so much for for this conversation. I love what you said there at the end about not just wanting to sort of show up for work, but there's a real desire to to feel like you belong and make those connections that are beyond that transactional. Thank you so much for, for sharing your expertise today. For folks, again, as I mentioned, if you're interested in learning more about starting an ERG in your organization, if you're interested in joining the Better Belonging community, you can reach out to Stephanie and the group on LinkedIn. And there's a Slack channel. and we'll, Again, we'll provide you with those resources. As always, if you have any of your own questions or would like to be a guest on the show, please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Until next time, I'm Dr. Bosa Horn, and this is Just One Cue.